Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. It was really great to speak to my friend and personal trainer Josh this week on the podcast. Throughout this episode, I speak with Josh all about his journey with fitness and what inspired him to undergo his personal training qualification. Josh and I discuss some really important topics that arise when exploring the fitness industry, including but not limited to mental health, sustainable training methods, goal setting, individuality, navigating the post-uni transition, social media, and lots and lots more. As someone who has been unjustifiably scared to lift weights my entire life, it has been so great to start working with Josh once a week and learn about a different form of training. I really hope you enjoy listening to this episode. So this week on the podcast, I have my lovely friend Josh. Thank you so much for coming on. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. No, it's really great to have you. Me and Josh were friends in first year at uni. Um, we're in the same halls. Um, but we've recently come back in contact. Um, and Josh is actually going to be my personal trainer for the next um, few months, which is really exciting. I'm really looking forward to kind of getting into lifting weight a bit more and getting stronger. Um, but Josh, I thought I'd just start by asking you where your kind of journey with fitness started um, when you were younger. Did a sport have a lot of kind of space in your life when you were growing up? Yeah, 100%. I can talk you through it. So when I was uh, a lot younger, uh, just growing up, I always played a lot of sport and predominantly uh, I played rugby. So I used to live in the Middle East and every Sunday I'd go out and play uh, club rugby there uh, just with my family. My dad was one of the coaches there. So it was all just really chilled, relaxed. You know, I was like seven or eight. Absolutely loved it. Um, And I remember quite clearly being quite one of the worst ones there but that's the way it is and then I got to came back home uh, or got to England um, and at school I just chucked myself into all sports rugby tennis hockey mainly um, rugby being my main one and absolutely loved it like I think uh, definitely when I was younger I was not like naturally uh, like gifted I absolutely adored sport 100% but I wasn't in the elite teams I was I would always say I was kind of somewhat that little bit below the top people who I'd always kind of look up to and try and um push myself to be like so love that sport and throughout school was always playing sport um as I say I was a second row in rugby I was a goalkeeper in hockey and then played a little bit of tennis just kind of that was more that was more relaxed um and yeah just really 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 loved it uh, and got to uni um and became a bit stuck there. So I was unsure of what I wanted to do. I wanted to perhaps jump in on a few team sports, but I found myself getting quite intimidated, especially with the rugby, about all the stories that I'd heard, um, whether it was about like the initiations, whether it was about 
uh, like the actual like kind of physicality of the game, whatever it was, I was a bit intimidated by it. And even going to like some of the socials and stuff like that, I found like the boisterous like atmosphere and like attitude of the lads was a bit like, it was just a bit like over the top and like to the point where it was like, like rude and sometimes to like the laddie atmosphere to people at socials. I don't know. And I didn't really enjoy it, but I jumped myself into the hockey there and played a little bit in goal just for a, maybe I was playing on and off for the year, my first year, uh, just trying it. Um, but again, it was a similar atmosphere to, to kind of any group of guys. Um, and I didn't love it. So I dropped out of that and I was uh, out of crossroads. I was like stuck because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I couldn't see myself getting into a team sport. Um, I played a tiny bit of tennis at uni, a tiny, like I went to one or two like badminton tastes. I was just still trying to chuck myself in, but nothing stuck. So that's when I got into, into running. So I just threw myself into it uh, and ran basically every single day. Mm, every day, you know, take, there was no plan, no schedule, nothing. I would rest when I was tired, take the odd day off, but I was running a lot. And this is when we were both in halls. Yeah. And I, and I was uh, running every day. I remember I'd have that little route around Arthur's seat that I basically do, you know, every single time that I ran. And I would run uh, without any kind of knowledge of anything else of like no reason apart from enjoyment, which was, I yeah. think I was quite lucky to have that. Like the reason I trained was because I enjoyed it. And that's to this yeah. day, the reason I train. And I was lucky to find it so early on, like, um, but at that moment, perhaps it hindered me, like, because I hadn't, I wasn't aiming for anything. Uh, I didn't have a goal in mind. I was just going on runs because I enjoyed it. And because I had no knowledge at all of like anything related to fitness, um, like uh, the, anything to do with food, anything to do with nutrition or energy balance or anything, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Like I probably ended up, uh, I don't know, I, I wasn't like step, I wasn't, it was, nothing was intentional. I wasn't stepping on the scales at all then, but I probably lost just under like 10 kg maybe. And when you're not doing that intentionally, it's not a very good thing. No. Uh, and it certainly wasn't healthy for me. And I think, being in in halls in kind of first year at uni then I remember actually the fact that I was uh, like I just wasn't eating enough as well the fact that I was going on so many runs like you need to be fueling yourself 100% and not only was I like not eating enough for the runs I wasn't eating enough in general because I remember that at Pollock we would have breakfast and dinner done, catered for us and lunch wasn't catered for us and I was just scrimping on money so I was like I won't get lunch and I just have a lot of food in the mornings and the evenings yeah. but it still didn't like happen it didn't I didn't really cover my bases so ended up losing a lot of weight then mm -hmm. so that's where I was at the end of first year kind of running and uh, I got home for summer and I remember like seeing my mates and seeing my family again after what had been like a while because I'd just been like in this bubble of uni and some of my mates were like Josh like you've you like what's going on you lost a bit of weight and that was the first time that I had confronted it myself, had anyone confront it with me, because yeah. I think at uni, I think at uni, um, people knew me as this kind of slimmer, more running version of Josh, like, because that's just like, what I was as soon as I, or not as soon as I got to uni, but when I got to uni, that was me. Yeah. Whereas before at school, I'd been quite a big lad. I was, as I say, I played a lot of rugby and stuff like that. And I was just, you know, eating, eating, eating. And anyway, I got back home somewhere and one of my mates, I just really remember it. Uh, he was like Josh what, like what's going on uh and it just really like flicked a switch for me because I I but I, I genuinely believe that it's probably best never to like talk to someone about their weight or comment on it no matter really? whatever you think if they've slimmed down whatever it might be even when you're saying it in a positive way it, it's not the best thing to do because you don't know the reality of what they've gone through but okay. in that instance it did help me and it flipped yeah. a switch and I kind of saw myself as like oh geez what's what, what, what am I doing what's my goal I have lost a lot of weight. I'm not looking very good. I'm not certainly not looking healthy. I'm not feeling healthy. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of was kind of was like a big like ripple effect from there of me like talking to my family, talking to people, things like that. I remember one day, uh, like my family, you know, they were aware that something was going on as well. Um, but to them, maybe they just saw it that I was enjoying my running. Um, or maybe it just, you know, I hadn't been back for uni any long, so it wasn't quite the time to like chat about it. But I got to one day where we were all out as a family in London, I remember it. And uh, and we were just um, like, we 
got to the topic of talking about it and we were like they were like just talking about my, like why am I running am I happy and I was like uh-huh. no, no. and I was like I'm not happy I was really sad about it all and just like I had suddenly had like so much like just to release all that emotion yeah. sometimes when like, like the lids lifted off it just suddenly all comes yeah, yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> yeah 100% and I didn't know like why or what was going on and I was just like realized that I was really sad because I was doing all this yeah. I didn't have any reason or anything like that yeah so it was good to get that off my chest I think when I there and then because I just like had so much that had apparently been like pent up and I, I like as I say I got into running because I enjoyed it but eventually it just became that too, like too much I think I have quite yeah. like an, an obsessive like um Absolutely. yeah I just go all in on whatever I, whatever I do and with that it really didn't benefit me at all so yeah. after that um like my mum really helped me out and got me in touch with like a PT and stuff like that slowly but surely began like learning about everything and I think because I thought back then that maybe like running was all I was like running is always a good thing that was my mindset it's always good to run like no matter what that was my mindset so I was like I'm doing something right but like as soon as someone would tell me like Josh let's try a bit of like resistance training or whatever let's jump in with the weights or let's eat a little bit more like that wasn't a problem for me quite luckily because I was like okay that's the right thing to do I'll do that instead yeah yeah. because I'd seen that running for me has been like too far and it wasn't the right thing to do at that time I think yeah. with any sport though, if you if it gets to a point where it's overtaking your life, it's never going to be healthy. Like even if yeah. you look from a good space and like sport in itself, like you say, it's fun, like it's enjoyment. But if it gets to the point where it's becoming obsessive and taking up like excess space in your mind and making you feel a certain way, like that's just never going to be healthy. It's the same with anything. Like if, if something holds too much space, it can yeah. be quite dangerous. Um but you got into your you got into this kind of new method of training then and did you did you find that your progress was like fairly quick or did you find that it took a little bit of time to get used to this kind of new setup I think um I think mentally it took me a little bit of time to get used used to the new setup as I say I was like very happy doing it because that's what I was being told um but it was just you know completely different um and I was still like when I wasn't being told what to do I was still like should I like for example he would be like I I might have been programmed three sessions a week by my new PT and when I wasn't doing that I was still asking like the question should I run should I I be running still or I was like he was like make sure you're you're eating enough and I was still asking the question of should I be eating lots when I'm not training that day things like that so there was still so much I was like trying to learn so mentally it was a bit difficult um it was just slower and I had to be like had my I had to have my hand held a little bit I think um but uh like in terms of like the physical progress with it it just like skyrocketed I think when you're in that first phase for almost anyone um when you're just learning the new movements um your improvement is just going to go up and up and up because your body's being like oh I haven't done this before I need to adapt to do it and you're just going to get stronger really quickly, which is really nice. And it makes any like entry phase into lifting quite encouraging and quite fun. Yeah, good. absolutely. It's funny because you say like it's like learning a lot as well, but it's also unlearning things you've mm. thought in the past <laughs> legit, you know? Yeah, like, 100%. Like, yeah, I feel like there's like, yeah, because like you say, like running on paper is great for your body, mm. but it's kind of unlearning that idea that actually you think you should be doing it every day, you know? <laughs> So it's, yeah. like, it's taking on new information, but also kind of restructuring the information you have that you've just assumed is is legit, you know? Yeah, um, 100%. And I think that's why sometimes I felt like a bit of like a nuisance asking so many questions. But yeah. like I had to, had to because I had so much in my mind that was correct, which wasn't yeah. right. So then if I hadn't asked it, then, you yeah. know, the P, a PT isn't going to read your mind and he yeah. wasn't going to know my worries and and like and put them to bed unless I had asked him about them exactly and also like they're there to they've learned the stuff so they can help you you know mm, so like yeah. it you can feel like a nuisance but like ultimately like it gives them more of an idea of where you're coming from and what you want if you speak to them about these kind of things 100%, um, yeah. but in terms of your PT then so did you do that for quite a while and then once you whilst you were doing it were you kind of like oh, I'd really love to do this as well did, did you kind of mm. do your PT then have a bit of time of training and then realize you want to do it or was it quite like a swift transition so I my like transition of coming into how it worked out I did want to be a PT came from that 
love for training uh like the love for running transferred across and as soon as I set my mind to kind of that different phase I really really enjoyed it um so that PT really helped me out and got me like kind of back on track um getting healthy again yeah that summer I was working out with him for uh, a good bit of time just like a few sessions a week and then when I got back coming back to uni for second year uh I was he programmed me kind of some online stuff and I was just following that and by that time I felt really confident with the movements I think because I'd done so much sport before and everything I will I'm I was lucky that I will always trust myself in like uh that kind of environment as long as I've been shown it um which I had so then yeah from there absolutely adored my training really really liked it and it's in the past so fast forward a few years after that in my final year of uni I was working just trying to work out my next step so I've done a philosophy and English degree um I was sitting there writing my dissertation and just trying to work out what I want to do next my girlfriend's got one more year here in Edinburgh um and so I was weighing up, am I going to go home and I'm going to get a job at home? I'm going to stay here. What is it going to be? Because an English and philosophy degree isn't vocational. It's not very direct in what it will um, lead you to do, which is both a positive and potentially negative. So I just thought I'd chuck myself into what I know and what I love. Like I love training and I would love nothing more than to help other people find that love for it as well. Um, I have lots of conversations with friends and with family um, that almost surprises me when it's about how much they will go to the gym uh and feel because they feel guilty or because they and, and not enjoy it yeah. not for the reason of enjoyment and I was almost like naive to the fact that people go so so much for a reason other than liking it yeah um so as soon as like I got that in my head that people will go for just because they feel they have to I was like okay I want to help people find that other mindset of going because they enjoy it yeah um, going because they want to yeah. yeah it's such a positive way to look at it as well I think people kind of get stuck in routines when they don't when they don't really know what they're doing and like you say they're kind of going as almost like a form of punishment rather than actually because they enjoy it it's I think you can get stuck and you just kind of get stuck in these like negative cycles but I think it's just taking a step back and being like do I actually enjoy that form of movement and trying to find different things that work for you because like lots of my friends don't like like I obviously do love running and like in a similar way I've, I've definitely had negative relationship with it but I'm very much in a better space with it now but it's also just reflecting and finding the things that you actually like doing you know because like I'm personally not massively into kind of like Zumba let's say but then someone else yeah. might love that and it's just trying to find the things that you enjoy so it isn't it isn't a kind of a form of punishment it's something that actually makes you feel really good yeah it really is it really is and I think like there is a place for variety in anyone's like approach yeah. to fitness so that they can try these things and see if they stick sometimes they won't sometimes they will uh, yeah. and there's so there's so much that you can try so there's no point get, getting bogged down with one style and kind of um upsetting yourself over it like just as an example I've trained in one particular style for the past two years since I've started um that journey as I just spoke about then and now I'm getting to the point where I'd like to switch things up a bit and learn a bit yeah. more and not have that same approach and that's that's awesome um yeah yeah exactly and these things are always just everything is always so much more sustainable and it's enjoyable you know yeah that's why like in terms of like I can speak about nutrition like obviously neither of us are nutritionists but it is just so clear that kind of restrictive diets are never going to be sustainable because you're not going to be enjoying mm. them you know and it's the same I, with sport like you want to be if you enjoy what you're doing and how you're moving and how you're kind of building strength in your body it's so much more likely to last and have a lasting impact beyond as well yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent I think it's like at the end of the day it's great if these underlying patterns are sustainable and they're not going to be sustainable and they almost shouldn't be sustainable unless it's enjoyed so in terms of your PT course then, so did you started doing it a long, you, alongside your dissertation? Yeah. Crazy. My, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It was all a bit of like, a, it was just like, I was like, oh, right, I want to be a PT. Um, and then I looked there and then, and I was like, oh, there's a, a course starting in five days time on the month. Shall I do it? I'll go for it. It wasn't as full on as it seems because the course ran into, we met every other Sunday um, right. on Zoom uh and so it was a full day on the Sunday but in between, exactly really staggered yeah. in between that you have to work on a few booklets and things like that 
um so it was quite nice and it was almost a welcome break to know that every other Sunday I would just yeah. get that time off the desk sometimes it was like <laughs> phew I mean I'm behind on the desk but I'm I've got something else to do so that was nice <laughs> otherwise I would have like just stressed over the desk and not given myself that reason to you know have a break for a bit yeah it's a nice nice method of procrastination as well because it actually is useful you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so it might bring something of value so it's fine. yeah yeah it was, <laughs> it was really good what which PT course did you do and how did you find the course so yeah, yeah I did it with a company called the PFCA who are um attached to a gym called March on base down in um Harfenden. Uh, and I was just doing some research and there's there's a few that stand out kind of in the industry one called Origin as well and a few others um but it's a difficult one to know which one to do because uh, there's no like governing body for for a PT qualification any company at all um I believe can uh, set up a course so you can just jump on whichever one um but this one I just I've, I've followed the Ollie, who's kind of the owner of um, one of the gym and all the people that work there for a long time, just on social media. And they're really present on social media. So they do a lot of, you know, posting on their stories, things like that. Um, and they're always really positive, always really kind of enthusiastic and will, you know, build just you up, even if you're just watching. And it's really nice. So I just did a bit of research and thought that that was the one. And it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it, it is a qualification that sets you up for what you want to do it's not the be all and end all that's not where you're going to learn the majority of what you know you're going to learn it from your own experience and you're going to learn it on the gym floor actually doing the coaching for sure like, i've learned that i've learned like such a phenomenal amount in this past four months or something um but yeah it was yeah. really good no it definitely reflects with me as well um in terms of yoga because obviously mm. very different but also like trait yeah that kind of training being a great foundation but you get the experience yeah. from doing 100 yeah. people and even recently i've had that next level because most of my initial teaching slash all of it unless yeah. it was with like close friends was online yes yeah, so, yeah of course yeah so i've now had this like new level of learning doing it in person it is a shift and like yeah and like as someone i was kind of saying to you before this podcast i'm not the most confident public speaker yeah it's quite a, it does push you out of your comfort zone a have lot. you have you enjoyed the transition yes I have and it's good and like even like I did a session last week and I was like I felt so much more confident like commanding a room yeah. at that time and obviously it's easier in the sense that I I know what I'm talking about and I, yeah. I am confident in my teaching but it is just it is just a different environment and mm. you do just have to kind of have that confidence in yourself um when you start up with these things and obviously you're doing kind of your group classes aren't you um and then your one-to-ones and it's just it's, they, are, they are different it's the same with they me are, yeah I'm fine with one-to-ones always have been I've been doing in-person one-to-ones and one-to-twos for a long time but mm. when it's a big room it yeah. is different <laughs> yeah it really is I think in a way the group classes are a blessing for me because they're pushing me out of my comfort zone originally and like they're it's really nice to see that you know you go in one day and you're like oh I'm feeling much more relaxed than I have done before yeah and it's, and it's really good so it's nice that that happens um as I as I be as I was like just started out and I was building up my kind of client list I was loving the group classes but I was like I really want to be coaching more one-on-ones because that's I just want to have that like connection with people and help yeah. them directly but it's nice to have both yeah and I guess with that one-to-one aspect as well you can really see progression and it's satisfying for them but also for you as a trainer yeah yeah, yeah. it is yeah. those changes um how have you found though kind of the transition from uni to personal training because obviously I can really relate to it's a saturated space like it's it is mm -hmm. hard starting these things from scratch how have you found that yeah students are working uh it's, it's been interesting it's just funny yeah. going to you know as you know you're working for yourself off the bat um and you're not just thinking about coaching these classes or coaching a session there's everything else that goes on behind that like yeah. just like to do with your like the, your company how you want to project your company to the um to the people that are seeing it things like that mm. i've really enjoyed it i felt um I'm still where I was before. Like if I was, if I had moved uh, from Edinburgh, if this was a completely new place, it would feel like much more of a new venture. Yeah. Um, but because I'm still in Edinburgh, where I have been for the past four years, because I'm still surrounded by lots of friends who are still here at uni, um, and because I've got such great support, it's felt it's felt all right. Um, and it's a really a really great gym to work at where I am. 
because everyone there knows what they're doing has been through the process starting up at that same gym and that same position and is able to offer like some really really great advice um that's helped me at times where I otherwise might have been like what do I do why aren't things working as I expect they would have done yeah and like you were saying earlier like sometimes it feels like you it feels like you can be a nuisance but people want to help and like mm. if it was you in that position one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Then like a new PT join the gym, you'd be so happy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, and it becomes a really nice community, I feel. And the people who are in kind of in your space are really like positive people and like ready to kind of offer opinions on stuff and it's it's a really good environment obviously fitness is such an amazing thing but I think it is also important to draw on kind of some ways where it can be quite a negative thing and I guess like as someone in the having a, a role in the space it's really great to kind of try and like get rid of these narratives you know yeah. um so. so things like I feel like the gym like what I'd love to speak to you about is like there's a huge level I think of comparison sometimes in training yeah um and kind of seeing someone else lifting more or someone else looking a certain mm. way and how have you found kind of in your journey but also helping your clients with kind of trying not to think so much about other people's journeys and about kind of your own journey because mm. for me like I haven't I did my first weight session ever with Josh the other day yeah. <laughs> like I'd never touched more than like 20 kilograms in my life um and for me, it was because I was just terrified to go into the weights room because I was like, I don't really know what's going on there. So I guess there's that lack of education as well. But in terms, of, let's let's first address that kind of comparison thing. Well, how mm. have you kind of found that um, as you kind of entered into this new job? I mean, it, the nature of the industry means that it's difficult. There are so many struggles um, within the world of fitness, and that and that's just like just one of them. One yeah. like fundamental thing that I'll always try and um help my clients understand is that the only person they're trying to get better than than is themselves like they're trying to improve week on week that's it um there are so so many factors that come into play that will influence your potential to to lift or to to, to push yourself on whatever exercise it might be um and it's just like like it's irrelevant what the next person is doing it's I found it um quite difficult myself coming into this atmosphere of the gym where I'm working now um a lot of the lads there um the guys and the girls are so so strong and go for have a crossfit background uh and and, and I um I just feel like uh, uh I don't know I feel a lot smaller than them I feel like I'm not as um 
definitely not as strong as them but you need to take a step back and be like look i'm on a different journey and i'm still yeah. pushing myself as i know i can um it 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 doesn't it, it, you don't need to compare yourself and also uh i think when you do compare yourself you feel like these people think they're better than you also but they yeah. don't like everyone is so kind everyone no matter if you're in a gym that you like the one i am where i'm working at or you're just standing in a commercial gym next to someone who's squatting whatever it might be double what you squat i guarantee you that they're still going to be really kind to you and like would help you out if you needed it or something like that at least that's what I experienced a lot when I was first training. I'd have people come out and help me out. Um, but yeah, about your point on comparison, just remember that it's it's you versus you. It's your journey and it doesn't really matter um, about the rest, I think. Yeah, exactly. Also, everyone's so different. So people find will find different exercises easier, harder, like yeah. will have capacity to, to lift more. Some people won't. Like it's just, it, it's it's not even kind of a, like you can't really even kind of quantify these things anyway really not at all no um and like so for example for me i find squats so much easier than deadlifts yeah like, some people find deadlifts way easier than squats do you right, yeah exactly like i do i always find it much easier to but it just comes down to it comes down to like your your biomechanics it comes down to like your the length of your femurs whatever it is it will yeah. there'll be a reason for it and you, I mean, yeah. you don't need to overanalyze it like that but you just need to be aware that it's, it's cool you don't need to to worry exactly. about what the next person's exactly. doing no definitely and yeah in terms of what i was just saying at the end of my kind of point earlier as well like i feel like it's so great to have personal trainers there to help because i think for me like i've always just been scared of going into weights because for me personally it's just quite intimidating um, and I think we associate as well weights with like kind of really, really strong guys. That's yeah. very generalized. I do appreciate that. There's some amazing, really strong women out there. And, yeah, absolutely. you know, um, but yeah, I think it can be quite an intimidating space. Um, and also for me, it's just, I think, lack of like just education, how to lift, because it can be quite dangerous if you don't know how to do it properly, if your form's not great. Um, so how, how have you kind of, navigated that like did you find when you first started lifting and like getting into did you find the weight section quite intimidating absolutely i remember when i first started lifting as i would say well it's probably when i was um i was going on these runs every day there are times where i'd go to the gym the uni gym and run on a treadmill and after that i would jump in like the small weight section and do a little bit after straight after i've done a run um again with no program just doing what i felt like um without yeah. any rhyme or reason and then there was the big uh, weight section just nearby. And I would, every time I'd walk past that, I wouldn't even look in. I'd be too scared to like look in and see yeah. like what I would imagine would be the, the big, the big lads lifting, as you say. And I'd be like, that's not a place for me, you know, full of huge people, um, loud sounds. I don't know. So I was definitely intimidated. I just think um, it's almost amazing that this isn't like a, something that you're, that you're taught about everyone's expected to go in and learn how to do it from the beginning yeah. um but like just doing like a pt qualification or whatever it is or anyone who does train themselves and goes on to learn so much year on year like you know that there is so so much to it and how on earth are you going to be expected to understand it all or know anything about it just when you're starting out of course it's going to be intimidating yeah exactly yeah. i think you get that like a bit of imposter syndrome as well and you're like I don't yeah. deserve to be here. It just must be so not true. Like everyone is, everyone is allowed <laughs> to go in the weight section. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I feel like for me as well, that imposter kind of syndrome kind of echoed into uh, into being a teacher as well yeah. or a trainer, like for you. Because um, the fitness space is very saturated. There's so many personal trainers out there. So many yoga teachers out there. Um, yeah. So it is like just kind of trying to find your niche and like show what you have to offer. Have you found that quite challenging? Because I know that sometimes I, I I back myself as a teacher, but I think it's quite easy sometimes to think I'm so young, like someone can do this better, like da -da -da -da. like it yeah. have you found that quite challenging. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I one thing I was speaking to Kerry, one of the coaches at the gym today, exactly about this, um, and specifically about how um, everyone in the gym as coaches is so well established everyone is so fantastic at their job is awesome at what they do uh and so stepping in there it's like oh ha, you know I'm, I'm just starting out i'm not at that level um what do i offer that you don't like those are questions that might that you don't that might that might be running through my head 
I'm like, why would a client work with me and not you? Um, but I think like different chats with people has really helped me out, um, knowing that everyone will have their different reason for why they train, different reason um, for why they would warm to a particular person um, yeah. uh, and things like that. And it is easy, as you say, going back to that point on imposter syndrome to feel like that. But it comes back to, I think, as you say, backing yourself, just keep believing in yourself. Don't worry too much about what else is going on trust yourself um know that if you have coached a good class you've coached a good class you don't need to question anything else yeah um but yeah it's also just not being oversensitive isn't it because i and i think this has actually really helped me in this area but i have yeah i used to be so sensitive i don't take everything to heart mm. um, <laughs> but when you were when you're in like in uh, in the fitness industry or, or for me like as a yoga teacher like you have to realize that it's not personal like yeah. people, aren't, people aren't like people have different what they want different things so you just if someone doesn't come back to a class or someone like mm. doing classes of you like it is quite hard initially I think especially when you're at those early stages not to feel like it's something that you've done um yeah. but it is it's just learning a bit isn't it to kind of just take it yeah. not take it too much to heart which is quite difficult but it's a great practice it is I found uh well just a funny point is that I'm I've coached a few classes um and I remember one class in particular where I was coaching it and there was just a couple of people in it who were like just cracking on with everything, really smashing it, but not giving me anything when I would go over and like talk to them. They were just like on it and they weren't chatting to me. And I was like, geez, like it's a tough crowd. And then yeah. they got, and then the, se the session ends though. And then they're suddenly cheerful and chirping like, thanks so much, Josh. That was awesome. Uh, so it, it's, you can't always tell what people are thinking yeah um, it's difficult to know and in that situation if they haven't at the end said like thanks so much josh that was great i might have been like you know what what was i doing wrong um yeah. so you just got to not overthink and not worry about it um and i think your point about um not taking it personally is important because i always try actually my main difficulty is almost getting it across to the potential client that it's not personal so that they're willing to speak to me about whether they want to move forward or not um because in instances where they might want to not move forward, they might not want to move forward. Um, it's just like you might be waiting on them to give, they'd be hesitating for ages and trying to find a, a reason why they can't. And really you just want to hear no and move on um, and then help them out if they ever want to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's sometimes it's funny, isn't it? Because I feel like for people, they might think it's easier to like try not to have that conversation because it's a bit uncomfortable, but it's so much better. So much better, yeah. <laughs> so much better so much easier yeah um less messy um the last thing i just want to draw on here before i kind of go into like mental health a little bit more mm. is um i think something that is very easy to cross the boundary of is that fine line between being really committed and focused on your training journey mm. and being obsessive and obviously like neither of us are like massive psycho psychological professionals so i'm yeah. not expecting like, any answers here really obviously um but that is such a fine line um mm. and how do you think you can you would work with that with clients like making sure that they're kind of staying accountable but not, yeah. not getting obsessive and defining their value on whether they do it's a hard it's, i mean it's a very no, hard so hard. difficult and i think we've probably both been there where we've been at what the end of the spectrum where we've Absolutely. obsessed over it too much i know i have um i think number one is starting off slow and building yeah. up to it that's always like a number one rule for me. I've had a few clients recently who will come to me um, and be like, um, I want to train five times a week I've had. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I love the intent, but let's just start at a, a, a lower amount. Let's not throw ourselves right in at the deep end yeah. so that when we want to give that extra 1% or we want to push for improvement, we can. And so we're not burning out too early. Yeah. I think it is really, really easy to become you know too too obsessed with it um so it's good to start slow um and also to listen to those around you i think those around you are always going to know um even if it can be hard to hear um because um it can be but they're going to know when you perhaps you know are taking it beyond where you should yeah definitely just checking in with yourself i think occasionally and just like taking a step back and being like okay like is this a healthy narrative am i doing this for good reasons yeah like, it's difficult stuff but it is it's just important isn't it just to keep conscious of your yeah. motivation and how it's affecting your life like if it's taking like 
if it's meaning that you're behaving differently with people or things like that or like not doing things that you know that you enjoy i think that's when you have to think yeah is this actually giving me the benefits yeah. that I want from it you know and i know that that can definitely be stressful for people when they are so all in on something like running yeah. or like going to the gym they can find those things that they might have previously enjoyed like a stressful situation yeah. but i think you do it once you'll be able to hopefully do it again and again like yeah. you just need to take the jump and and say Let, let's see how this goes yeah take myself away from that world that i love so much and try something new that i will also enjoy yeah and just being gentle with yourself isn't it like it's all just yeah. it doesn't have to be this kind of crazy like speedy transformation you know like just taking mm. your time with these things um in terms because obviously the podcast is is kind of centered around mental health how have you found that fitness has improved your mental health because obviously it's offered, uh, both, it's offered both for you really hasn't it yeah it's been like just as you know at that time where it was transitioning from running to to work to like to working out um and kind of resistance training not only did i get physically healthier like like everything just switched kind of mentally as well yeah. um it's been a real help i think that re the routine helps me um yeah. like knowing that i'm going to try and get in three sessions a week or whatever and i'm going to aim to get it done on these days um it really helps me because it just gives me that time um where i can go in for a, for an hour switch off give it my all not think about anything else um not have the time to think about anything else because i'm just working hard and then come back out feeling refreshed yeah um yeah that's like just on like a on a daily basis that's a huge benefit and i think obviously over time if i'm feeling better each day having that time then i'm gonna in general it's gonna have a huge you know positive benefit no definitely and like that last point we we're just talking about before this like it does show how there is like a very like fine line between it being so like mentally positive and then mentally negative so it's just really being yeah. conscious and like I love how you kind of your mantra with your training is like feeling good like that's so important like to just keep that like to keep that upheld like at the center of like yeah doing rather than being like looking good for example you know like yeah. it is ultimately about how how you feel um and I was listening like, to a podcast the other day and it just talked about how number one feel good number two or looking good or whatever will come as like a side effect of that or something yeah yeah like that's not the prime that should never be like the primary reason yeah. for doing something um how have you found like the social media in terms of like do you like follow a lot of like fitness accounts because again like it's quite like an interesting space on social media like again fine line i think between positivity negativity you know mm. um because like there's so many great um accounts out there that make me feel great when i follow them and make me kind of mm. you know there's like lots of like, anti-diet culture stuff out there and like really positive messages but then also quite easily hidden negative yeah. messages as well are there any kind of accounts that you follow that are really good that you could recommend or how have you found kind of yeah i think I, I think yeah as as of recently i've actually seen like loads of positive stuff yeah. which, is, which is really really nice um it's like, better, i think <laughs> yeah 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 i just kind of noticed people will be you know a little bit more a bit more honest which is really nice it's mm. there's still like things that are frustrating to see where you'll see maybe someone talking about something as if it's that's the be all and end all or um you know quite often you'll see people giving these home workouts or things like that not necessarily home workouts home workouts can be fantastic but certain things like free movements that are gonna you know ensure that this is what happens like that uh, you're gonna and it's yeah. like it, it's not necessarily the case um but there is a lot of positivity out there i uh, in terms of accounts i could recommend um that whole march on team that i was just talking about uh who i did my qualification with they're all really positive they have a couple nutritionists on board they have um just their people showing their daily life the coaches there that's fantastic um it's really really nice i tend to i just enjoy being on social media more for the just for seeing their lives than anything fitness related yeah. i won't watch the post the, the post that much just click on the stories and see what they're getting up to um but yeah it's difficult to navigate it's always important to take anything with a pinch of salt i think isn't it no definitely and also yeah just like considering your positionality when you're read like when you're reading stuff as well i feel like when i'm in a bad mood i just think avoiding social media is a good idea yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easier to interpret things differently 
Um, before we get into the final few questions, and we'll probably get into this a little bit in the second question anyway, but um, you did speak a little bit earlier about how you're switching up your training. What are your kind of fitness goals going forward at the moment? So my fitness goals going forward, two fundamental fitness ones, or one is to switch up my training now and enjoy the phase uh, and yeah. learn a lot with it. So that's maybe okay. threefold, the switch, the enjoyment and the and the learning. And there's so much like on this new program that I can't do that I, that I you know, have to um, simplify um, because it's really, really difficult. Um, so it's just to enjoy that and not get frustrated by the fact that I might be uh, unable to do something at the moment. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the primary fitness goal. And then another one is eventually is to improve on my running because I've completely neglect, neglected that since I've stopped. Yeah. Um, I've just, I haven't gotten back into it and it would be to improve on my running uh, and hopefully this may run a half marathon. And then in the back of my mind, I've got the idea of maybe running a full marathon at some point, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if that's a pipe dream. Well, you yeah. can see how the half marathon goes. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because I feel like, we kind of do half marathons and we're like, oh, we'll do a marathon. I was like, it literally is double. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but there's no reason you can't do it. It'd be great. It'd be a great challenge going forward. Yeah, it would be, it'd be really, really cool. Um, amazing. Well, this conversation has been so, so good. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, You're so welcome. Thanks for having we've got, me. We've got three, three final questions, um, that, which I ask all my guests um, just before we finish up. Um, so the first one is what is something you do each day to feel your best? This is an interesting one. I haven't, it's just something that I do. I don't know if um, anyone else does it, but so I love the habit of journaling, but I don't quite, I haven't like gotten into it. I find it really difficult to get into properly yeah. and make sure I consecutively do it each day. Um, so I try to do that a little bit every so often when I can, but in, almost instead, just before I get out of bed every morning, I'll say out loud, like the stresses I have or something like that, or what I want to do that day or whatever it is, just so I've got it out, and then I get up and out of bed and get on with my day. That's uh, so good. That's I, definitely, I should definitely do that. Something that helps me <laughs> no, a little it's bit. Really, it's really good. I think putting things into words is always so helpful. And like you say, like if you find the kind of act of journaling a bit more difficult to get in, like mm. it's the same thing, really. It's just, I guess, not putting it onto paper, but it's still getting yeah. those things out. Um, puts it out there yeah exactly and like i was gonna say like i yeah journaling's probably if i was gonna answer these questions obviously i'm not ever gonna be a guest on my own podcast <laughs> <laughs> if i was gonna ask um, these questions like mine would be journaling but it's kind of the same thing it's like clearing yeah. out the stress and then being able to move move into their head so yeah very very positive um second question which we obviously just touched on your goals but do you have a a goal or a way you want to grow um over the next year I think uh, in terms of like one I haven't mentioned physically along alongside that, I like to put on a bit more size, get a bit stronger. Yeah. Uh, that's like a, like a tangible physical goal. Um, yeah. I just want to get like, as I say, those two get consistent with it, potentially get that half marathon marathon in and then just be happy and healthy. I ask my clients whenever they join on exactly this question about their goals. And it's just so important, isn't it? But I think those, those three as in, um get a bit bigger sort this new program get running yeah all really good goals and I, I mean I always say it when I ask these questions like with goals like I definitely I think it can become like a bit difficult sometimes when you're so focused on like that future goal it's just really important to stay like to stay make sure you're enjoying what you're doing in the moment like goals are so good to have but yeah. we like don't want to be just like kind of being in the mindset of like okay I'll feel like this way when I get that goal you know yeah because then yeah it's not all about the goal exactly yeah. 100%. yeah and also like if you'd say to someone like well could you like if you wanted to like get there now without any of the work would you like I think upon maybe some people would say yeah but upon, for me personally like it is about like getting to the goal it's not yeah. like actual goal which is know? fantastic I think that's when you know you're probably on the right line with the goals that you've set yeah yeah 100%. exactly Cool. So final question is, do you have a quote that you use for positivity? <laughs> at, at, at school, we always had um, the headmaster there always used to just say, work hard, play hard. Um, I love and that's that. something that it's really simple and probably quite cheesy. I imagine it's on like, I don't know, it's quite a cheesy one, but <laughs> it's just simple. It just like reminds me that you yeah, just enjoy what, enjoy what you do. Make sure you're taking that time to relax, to rest, to not always push, switch off um yeah. enjoy yourself alongside giving your all into whatever 
whatever kind of bit of work that might be yeah yeah like you get out what you put in but like you say like having that balance is so important as well um yeah because that's just how you're going to keep working hard as if you keep exactly. having a good time as well exactly yeah. amazing oh josh thank you so much it's been such a great episode i think it'd be really helpful for a lot of people kind of who are maybe getting into fitness a bit more kind of like at a bit of a plateau i think it'd just be really good um and just reminding people like why it's such a positive thing and trying to avoid those kind of negative narratives that surround yeah. it sometimes absolutely yeah. thanks so much for having me i had a lot more to say than i anticipated you so all, people you. always do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it always just comes out Amazing. yeah it does Thank you so much, Josh. You're so welcome. Thanks, Torsi. to thank josh for coming on the podcast this week i love his outlook on fitness and i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did i hope you have an awesome day ahead softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.